This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrook is brought to you by Dog Boy, Danger on Liberty Pier by Bill Meeks, a new superhero adventure. Sometimes the murder isn't the mystery. Find out more at dogboyadventures.com. Greetings from Storybrook. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie D. Simone. And this is a very sad day for all of us. But it's also a podcast where we talk about ABC's hit series Once Upon a Time. How you doing, Anne-Marie? Wow. I've had a lot of coffee in, in He's highly caffeinated. Lead up to the show. And I'm in recovery mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Normally, you. I'm the healthy one in this grouping, <laughs> but nope. But you had a little case of the old scratchy throat. I did. I'm, I'm actually days. slightly scratchy still, but mm-hmm. if we didn't record this now, it would never get recorded. Let's be honest. Yeah, th- this would this would become another lost episode, like our character profiles. Oh. Rip character profiles. Maybe we'll add them to the list. Uh, but uh, <laughs> here, uh, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to, uh, you know, uh, let. In case as you didn't know, as some of you know, uh, you know, <laughs> I write some books about superheroes. Uh, there uh, are a superhero in particular, Dog Boy, and uh, you, which you can find out more about at dogboyadventures.com, of course. But as I did last time, I thought it would be a good idea to go ahead and give out some copies to you guys because he's a he's a 13 year old superhero who uses magic. There's a bit of a more of a magical world going on behind the scenes that we're going to be building up to over the next few months so you might as well hop on board now right but i'm giving away two free copies uh for listeners of greetings from storybrook what you need to do is you need to go to bit.ly slash once dog boy and uh go and uh you know add that item to your cart and then use the coupon code greetings from storybrook one and uh, you'll get a free copy of the book. There's going to be two available. And then for everybody else, for the next month or so until March 18th, 99 cents off if you go to that bit.ly slash once dog boy and use the promo code greetings from Storybrook 2. Again, uh, free copies, uh, two free copies to give away. Greetings from Storybrook 1 is the coupon code. Uh, 99 cents off for the next month. Greetings from Storybrook 2. And that's at bit.ly slash once dog boy. Okay, now that I, I have uh, – we, we're, we're giving stuff away. I know. People sorry. I glazed. I glazed over a little. <laughs> no, that's fine. She's heard it all. I have times been before. living in <laughs> dog boy land for a while. <laughs> As have I. As have I. True. This is true. But uh, now that we have it all set up and everything, uh, why don't we go ahead and get into this, our fu- the funeral for our friends. <sighs> Anne-Marie, do you have the opening uh, uh, statement? What, what is it in a funeral? Isn't there something like a convocation? or uh, There's some sort of like thing. You're trying to get religious on me, aren't you? No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I just – I, I feel like the, the first thing said at a funeral is called something, but I don't remember what it is. So why don't you just go with the rhyme like we always have? Yeah, let's rhyme. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Tonight is the night we remember who's past. With so many characters, it's quite hard to last. Rest in peace, villains like Cora and Pan. You who took our hearts in support of your plans. Goodbye to the one-offs like Gaston and Medusa, who left far too soon to some sad Pedusa. And if you have no idea why we're making a fuss-fuss, it's all an excuse to say farewell to Gus Gus. Gus. 
Pour one out for Gus Gus right now. Pouring one out. We'll be pouring them out all night. We won't actually be drinking anything. We'll just be pouring out constant drinks for everybody. The much beloved Gus Gus. Okay, well, I have a list of about twenty six dead <laughs> characters on here. It's not everyone who's died. I I skip people who were from Wonderland. Uh, from um, Once Wonderland. Well, and I skipped a few minor characters here or there. Some you skipped some minor characters? Some, va- some various fairies, things like that. Oh. People who didn't really leave that big of an impression. But uh, the first person uh, we have up to remember is also the most recent to die. or And that's actually the top of the list or the two most recent. But uh, first off is uh, Peter Pan slash Malcolm. And uh, Emery, what can you tell us about them? I, I mean, obviously, they're probably pretty fresh it's on people. Peter Pan and Malcolm. Like, what, what do you need me to tell you? Uh, they if were you're the listening, main focus. If you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, you probably know who they are. But mm-hmm. for those of you joining us... Um, Peter Pan was a very bad little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was exactly who you remember from your childhood, but now think of him as, you know, from an adult's perspective. <laughs> um, yeah, basically he was trying to steal mm-hmm. some, some hearts and souls and to live forever because yep. he didn't want to be a daddy. And, uh, yeah, and he was kind of a jerk. He was kind of a jerk. Yeah, he had that too. And as we all saw in the mid-season finale, he got stabbed by the next person on our list. His and son. And that's how he died. Yes, his son, Mr. Gold, a.k.a. Rumpelstiltskin, wah, a.k.a. Wah, wah. Uh, big guy with the little cane. I call him <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> that's the first time you've ever called him that. The fly one also. Go ahead. Wow. Okay, I'm not. I'm not really sure where I'm supposed to go with that. <laughs> Tell us about Mr. Gold. Oh, because oh. nobody knows. Nobody about knows. Mr. Gold. I didn't realize I'd moved on. Hold on, clicking. Pages. I, I would like to say that we're sourcing a lot of this information from the wonderful Once Upon a Time wiki at onceuponatime.wikia.com, and they have a whole category on deceased characters. And great I'm, resource. And I'm using a different computer, so hey, Rumpelstiltskin. Sorry. He's the guy who created the curse, and he's basically been the main villain of the show up until this season. Most. Uh, most. Like Mostly. A, com- a combo platter of him and Regina. And Cora. And Cora. And Peter Pan. <laughs> and Hook. And I got an unresponsive page. Hold on. <laughs> I'm getting the kill page no, signs. But- and obviously he died. Quote unquote. Quote unquote died uh, when he stabbed Peter Pan. But that's because he used the dagger. The dagger. I'm yes. going to call it a sword. It's definitely mm-hmm. not a sword. But, uh, you know, obviously, I, I, th- I think, uh, especially considering some news items we have coming up, that aren't really spoilery. They're more just promotional materials. They're promotional materials. And you've all watched commercials. So yeah. you've seen it. But uh, Mr. Gold probably is still around, unless those are flashbacks, would, which would be They'd really be weird. weird. Yeah. They'd be really too weird. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it would just be, why would you have a flashback of Mr. Golden Storybrooke? If, uh, With a new character. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Gold, you know, he Mr. was... Mr. Gold. You know, we should probably talk a little bit about our feelings about these characters, I'm too. I'm a villain, and villains don't get happy endings. Yes, Mr. Gold, you do get a happy ending. <laughs> one day you will. You, one day, it's coming. Like, one thing One thing is, Mr. Gold really was my hook into this show. Rumpelstiltskin, right. like... <laughs> Your hook, sorry. I, I I was uh I, I was kind of on the fence about watching it like the first episode or two, but I, then I think I think it was like the third episode was a very Mr. Gold or Rumpelstiltskin heavy episode, mm-hmm. and it completely hooked me into the show. And by the end of the first season, I was watching the show basically for, for Rumpelstiltskin. So if he were to die, that would just be sad, you know. Tragic. If he if he remains dead. 
Right. If he remains dead. Man, they give you some serious details on this wiki. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a wonderful, wonderful I'm like, resource. It's crazy. It's like has his occupation, pawns broker, antique shop owner, and attorney. Blood type forgot. A also, <laughs> if you didn't know. He's a human. Okay, yeah. Uh, Sorry. It's really entertaining. Going ahead and going, moving on to our next uh, dearly departed uh, is uh, Regina's mom. Mum, mum, also the former Queen of Hearts. I believe. I I think. Yeah. I, the Depends Queen on of your timeline, is, maybe. Cora. Yeah. <laughs> Cora. What can you tell us about Cora, Amory? Cora is evil. <laughs> she yes. is completely and totally evil from the time she was younger, mm-hmm. and she was taught magic by Mister Gold. Yeah. Soon after which- her breakup with Marilyn Manson. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Gold taught her the ways of magic. Nice. And uh, then uh, she, you know, grew up or she, you know, got older, got power hungry, had a daughter and then killed her daughter's boyfriend and disappeared to Wonderland. She didn't disappear to Wonderland. She got pushed through the yes. looking glass to Wonderland. Yes. Which I kind of still want that to cross over. So I like, you know, Wonderland. <laughs> no, but I, and that, of course, Cora died. Died. She did die at the hand of Mary Margaret. Uh, not at the hand Wait. of Mary Margaret. Oh, no, her daughter. Huh? At the hand of Regina, but who had been manipulated, manipulated by... by Mary Margaret. Okay, it, well. it, it, it was via Mary Margaret's machinations. Yeah. But it was Regina who done the deed. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, and also, you know, that's that was probably probably one of my favorite scenes awesome. in the entire show. It was great. Was that whole? Well, not just the scene, but that whole setup, right? To where Snow did the evil, dark thing that Snow should never do, and you know, they they knocked Core out at the process. Oh, and oh, that last line she had. Uh, you know, she realizes how much she loves Regina purely yes. in her heart, and you she says, "Would have been enough." Yeah, you would have been enough. Oh. And it is just so tragic that it's uh, heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. First tears of the episode. <laughs> thinking about it. Okay. Oh. Well, uh, you know, very sad. Uh, but I guess we should uh, go ahead and keep moving on here. The next keep up on. is uh, well, uh, you know, to start with the fairy tale persona, the Huntsman, also known as Graham T. Sheriff. <laughs> Graham T. Sheriff. Graham T. The T stands for thee. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> we, we, we got a lot of uh, several um, fan contributions. There was a lot we, of emotion around uh, mm-hmm. Sheriff Graham. People there. loved Graham. And, you know, we, we asked you guys to send in your memories and whatnot. But uh, first, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about Graham? Oh, sorry. I was going over to the things to read. <laughs> um, Graham, well, he was the town sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also, uh, Regina's, um, oh, little, little buddy, little, little friend, <laughs> yes. little, little man on the side. <laughs> um, but yet also into Emma. Yeah. Yeah. By before he died, he was moving firmly into Emma's main love interest territory. He yeah. Was, it was, it, well, it was going to be kind of a shipping war. It was it looking was to shape to. up between him and August, right? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, because that was the big that was the big shipping war of season one, I think. Yeah, I remember I was because that I like marathoned season one and Mm -hmm. I totally before shipping was like a thing. Yeah, at least in my head, (laughs) I was all about it. 
all about it. But anyway, um, yeah. And how did he die? He, I don't even remember how he died. Well, you know what? I think we have an obituary here from Sydney Glass. <laughs> Sydney Glass. Out, so. Sydney Glass with a special, <laughs> special update. But uh, we'll go ahead and first up, uh, Lee uh, sent us in a couple of haikus uh, for uh, various characters. The, his first was for, for Graham. And uh, the haiku goes, Graham the sheriff, his heart the queen had stolen, cursed protected? And that's the, the haiku. And then we also got another poem from Ashley. Uh, actually, I won't use the last name. You know who you are, Ashley, because I can't remember if I'm supposed <laughs> to use your last name or not. Everyone has rules with their names. It's weird. I just Shall go I? by my real name. It simplifies it. Yeah. Do you have it open and everything? Uh, yes. Okay. For once, I have something open and ready. Yeah, this and this episode. is her, her uh, ode to Graham's uh, The Huntsman. And we'll try and include all of these in the show notes, too. Uh, too little, too late. Too little, too late. An ode to the huntsman slash Sheriff Graham. The smell of pine, the open sky above. The sound of wolves at night. Dreams, reality caught in a place in between. We're all different. We've all changed, but some things stay the same. Scars over wounds too deep for time alone to truly heal. Hearts lost, hearts found. While you stay underground. Transformed and switched, how did it come to this? Leaving us the bittersweet memories, a lifeline tied, and connected by small things and places, a good man gone with barely a goodbye, leaving all too soon and behind a bit darker world for the lost. So what else is there for us to do but raise a glass, remember, light a candle, and believe that somewhere, some way, and some day, he'll save or he'll have his true due. Wait till you mess it up for the end. I know. It was so good. I mean, I don't know if I've ever written anything that beautiful about somebody I actually know. That was... That was that deep. was fantastic. Yeah, Ashley, great job. And yeah, and I don't even typically you know like poetry, but mm-hmm. I like that one. Oh, it was very good. Mm-hmm. It was very good. And uh, now we have here, and I believe this was uh, dictated to our roving correspondent Hope. Yes. Um, from from prison by, by Sydney Glass, and uh, S- Sydney uh, writes uh, Graham's obituary here. On Sunday night, the beloved town sheriff Graham Humbert passed away from a heart attack. He was only thirty years of age. Huh. He was young, younger than me. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> the news rocked Storybrooke when it broke. Many of the townspeople expressed their grief over the matter. Dr. Whale went on the record saying, He was a good man. He would meet for drinks and swap stories. I would share the medical gossip for the day, and Graham would tell me what <laughs> stupid teenagers would be up to. He was a good man. That was my uh, Dr. Whale impression. Horrible Dr. Yeah, Whale it was really it was bad. absolutely horrendous. <laughs> Ruby Lucas from Granny's Dyer commented, He was like totally hot and stuff. He, that, that's Mm-mm. not her at all. He was, no. like, totally hot and stuff. He gave me big tips, and we made out a few times at the rabbit hole. I'll miss that. Uh, mayor Mills noted that while there will have to be an election process for a new mayor, no one could – or a new sheriff, I th- think yeah. Sydney meant. No one could replace the hole left in our hearts from his pa- – or our heart from his passing. Emma Swan, the newcomer in town and present at, sheriff's, at the sheriff's passing, declined to comment. Little-known facts about Sheriff Graham have come to light. He was the captain of the Storybrooke bowling team, the Howling Huntsman. Woohoo! He regularly threw a 175 but had several 300-score games. Dr. Whale, Leroy, and Billy from the local tow truck place were on the team. Pour one out. Pour one out. <laughs> 
Graham kept a stash of pixie sticks in his desk drawer. He has a sweet tooth indulging in pies and brownies at Granny's Diner. He would often hand out sweets to local kids. Anne-Marie's laughing right now because back when we were in college and did theater, it was like me, her, and her boyfriend at the time. It was like our tradition before we went on stage for the kids' show. We, we found would, pixie sticks. Like We, we called it being <laughs> stuck on pixie sticks, and we each did like 10 at a time. Oh, yeah. And then we'd have to get... You and know, then we'd have to out go... And the water fountain, so... <laughs> like, weren't see, we didn't for the died. Show. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Back to the obituary. Okay. Growing up in Maine, it said he got his accent from his parents after they moved to America. He lost contact with them when he came to town. Dr. Archie Hopper is offering free grief counseling for anyone who wishes to see him. Funeral arrangements haven't been set. His remains are currently being held at Storybrook Memorial Hospital. Other than his lost parents, Graham has no known relatives. Strangely enough, a sudden pack of dogs have been heard howling near his house. Sydney Glass of the Storybrook Daily Mirror. Thank you, Hope, for uh, getting Thank a hold you, of Sydney. I know he's hard to get a hold of these days. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, after he tried to lead that revolution, uh, the town <laughs> over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that's about it for Graham. That's, like I said, we had a lot well covered, for Graham. Yeah. Okay, and next up we have Tamara and Greg Mandel and Kurt Flynn, Greg's dad. And oh, next oh. we have Felix. No, I'm kidding. No, uh, no ah. they, they were okay. Uh, Greg was kind of a, a decent mystery box he was, kind he of. He was good. I liked him better before we knew who he was. Yeah, when he was His just the guy who got hit deep. by the car. Yeah. Which I believe was last year's mid-season finale, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I really, I also really enjoyed, what was it? Welcome to Storybrook, the the episode, the flashback episode. Or when or he was a little the boy. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and his dad came to, you know, it showed like the first week in Storybrook too. That was one of my favorite that was a good episode. episodes of last because season. Because it was the only one that... Um, like it was the only time you could see Regina a little vulnerable too, yeah. Because she had no idea what was really going on, and, and it, it it finally like answered a lot of questions about the nature of Storybrooke, right. kind of like the whole Groundhog Day thing yeah. going on and everything, and how too. it's suddenly not like that after what's her face comes to town. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, but and then then we met Tamara uh, as what's his face is um, Neil's uh, <laughs> fiance. Yeah. Never and made uh, saw saw her kill the dragon. Oh, the dragon! And, and uh, sorry, you know, then they they had a big fight and they both died in the first episode of this season. Like, That's because nobody liked them last season. They had to kill them off. Well, you know, I was I was hitting the high points, and uh, <laughs> in this <laughs> they case, sucked. <laughs> the death the, the deaths were the high points. Although sure. I. I, I think uh, – what's his name? Uh, the guy from Empire Records who played Greg. <laughs> uh, but like I think I think I could, I could see him coming back and then rejiggering yeah. the character somehow in it. But be, he was – there was being, pieces of him everywhere. Yeah. Well, He's I mean the, we could get a flashback to see how he got hooked up with Peter Pan to begin with, although I don't think we're going to. I, I think, think they're, they're just to. kind of pushing ahead they're, more than – They've it, confirmed no more mm-hmm. Neverland this season. Yeah, and uh, we do have uh, in the news section we have a Q and A with them coming up. But they they did uh, confirm in that as well that they wrote uh, this mid season finale episode to be basically like the series finale, so they could really move forward right from there they on with a completely to. different dynamic, which is cool. But you know, Ripa, Tamara, Greg, and Kurt, who we didn't really even talk about. Kurt, we barely knew you. <laughs> you shouldn't have rejected Regina. No, no, you should have. That was the smartest thing you did. That's he died for it, right? right? But can you imagine if he had? I I don't know. Mm. Uh, he wouldn't have lived. 
he was dying either way. Yeah. He should have just not gone camping. Yeah, and uh, Felix. Sorry. Uh, oh, basically, Felix. He, he he was our gateway into the Lost Boys. He was my favorite Lost Boy. Mm-hmm. I'd like him back. He, he he is who I thought they were going to make Pan yes! as of last season finale. Yeah. Up until literally mm. the I'm Peter Pan statement. Yeah. The thing with Felix, though, is he, he was really interesting in his first appearance and got progressively less interesting until he died. That's because they gave him progressively less interesting material. And they started featuring Pan more and Which more. Which was kind of, you know, mm. necessary. Yeah. And as we all know, he was killed uh, because Pan he loved Pan a little too much. Rip Felix. Rip Felix. Rip, Rip Felix. Felix. Okay, next. Uh, what can you tell us about Mila? Mila. Oh, Mr. Gold's wife. Mm-hmm. Hook's lover. Uh, Neil's. Neil's mama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who abandoned him for Hook. The the character who, without her, there might not be Anything. a series at all. There would be. There really, <laughs> there really wouldn't. Because Gold would have never even become the Dark One if she hadn't left, and right? And if he Probably. hadn't been the Dark One, yeah. Yeah, that would have – the series wouldn't have happened the way it no. did. I no. mean because – But Regi- there would have been no curse because Re- nobody would have taught her magic. And Regina and Snow wouldn't even have a rivalry because Regina never would have been going for the the throne. So she never would have met Snow. Wait. No, because that was all Cora pushing her right towards you know grabbing power, and Cora wouldn't it wouldn't have been like that if she had say, never met Gold. There we go. That's where we. So need yeah, to, yeah. So without Mila, and actually Regina probably wouldn't have existed because Cora. This is true. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Mila. <laughs> It's all you, girl. It all hinges on Mila. It all hinges on Mila. And uh, as we saw, she died <laughs> at Gold's hand, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, he took her heart. When, when Hook brought her back around and uh, – or when, you know, they ran into each other yeah, out, out in the world, I think. Tick, talk, <laughs> talk and Crocodile. Yeah, I believe the episode was called it Crocodile, too. It was called too. Crocodile. Yeah. That's why I made the TikToks out. Yeah. yeah. Rip, rip Mila. Rip Mila. Maybe Neil wouldn't be so screwed up if you'd been around. <gasps> Uh, <laughs> okay, next up, and uh, we'll ju- just touch on this one briefly because she never really got much of a anything highlight. Who? Eva, uh, uh, Snow's mom. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically, she was there. She died so Regina could marry Snow's dad. She made yes, and she also made an impression on Snow about she how changed to be Snow gracious. from being a brat, yeah, to being a good soul. Mm-hmm. So. You know. So you know she played her part. Mm-hmm. She played her part. So thank you, Eva. Thank you, Eva. And uh, Eva, Eva, Uva. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next up, uh, we have the shadow. Uh, what can you tell us about the shadow, Anne Marie? It's the shadow. Like, <laughs> what do you need me to? We do? first saw the shadow. <laughs> I'm not good at this part. I should be on that side. <laughs> the thing is, is I'm actually I'm pretty impressed with myself. I'm doing all of this. I don't even have the wiki in front of me. See, and I do. But we first saw the shadow when it came to claim another darling child. Yeah. And it took um, it, it took Wendy first, right? It took right? Wendy because yeah. Wendy wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And then it brought Wendy back and she was completely disturbed. Totally by her reaction when she came back disturbed mm-hmm. from Wonderland yeah. or Neverland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many lands. Um, I was expecting Neverland to be even darker than it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, Neverland was pretty dark, especially, you know, compared to like, say, Jake and the Neverland Pirates <laughs> or something. Do, do, do. Sorry. But yeah. Um, and uh, No. So, so, I don't, so the shadow basically was 
what made Peter Pan Peter Pan. Yeah, and at first we thought that the shadow was going to be Peter Pan. Right. And there was speculation that in the, all last summer about <laughs> how, how the shadow was going to be Peter Pan and everything. Right. And then we come to find out it was – I liked the shadow being Peter Pan. I, I still think there's there, – there, it feels there's like something. there's more – there should be a little more behind it. Where Like where did the shadow – come from you know but i guess uh you know maybe if oz ties into the whole disappearing magic stuff we might get some more answers on that um <clears throat> so uh and yeah we saw the shadow die in the uh, church thrown in the church with with the coconut by neil <laughs> uh, <laughs> no by tink by tank by tank you're, so you're like, right. Don't take my fairy. Because she flew. She got her wings She back. believed in herself. And everyone else believed in her too. Uh, Rip Shadow. Rip Shadow. Rip Shadow. Okay. And this will just be a brief one to the sycophantic, uh, weak-willed Henry, a.k.a. Regina's dad. Oh. Uh, who we saw as her, you know, her handmaiden or hand, Basically. handman. Assistant in in town, and eventually found out that it was her dad, and he died because Regina killed him to enact the curse. Right. And she thought naming her adopted son after after would him be would, a great memory. You know, you maybe settle that debt. It didn't yeah. at all, Regina. No, no, Rip Henry. <laughs> Rip old Henry. Rip old Henry. <laughs> New Henry later on this season. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> dun dun dun. Rip Henry. Okay, uh, King Leopold. Now I'm I'm completely going to rely on you, you okay. for this one. Let me click the wiki. The wiki. To the wiki. To the wiki. There's not even a picture on the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a good handful of them that it just says this is a character on Once Upon a Time. Uh, King Leopold. He debuts in the 11th episode of the first season. He portrayed. Mm-hmm. I don't care who portrayed him. Um, King Leopold is based on the king from the fairy tale Snow White. Oh, that was her dad. So it would be Snow's dad. Yeah. And uh, didn't the genie killed him, right? Yeah. With like the snakes or something? Yeah. So, something – and like Regina had manipulated yeah, her. Yeah. She was, like, manipulated love, him and, and the he, thing. Yeah. And then he captured her. Or Did she anybody understand and... that? Because neither of us finished a single sentence. No. King but, Leopold um, – the kings get confusing because their first – why are so many people in the Enchanted Force for – their first name is King? <laughs> it, it just gets confusing, right? Right. Uh, but, you know, uh, he, he was a good character. He didn't get a lot of play. Uh, another character that Not didn't a get a whole all. lot of playtime. No. Uh, or screen time, no. rather. So, Rip King Leopold Snow's an Orphan. Oh, I didn't know he played him. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Sorry. Because <laughs> I just saw no, who so- played him. I'm like, hey, you're on West Wing. Sorry. No, it's totally fine. Okay, uh, next uh, we're going to move on to uh, – and I went ahead and combined one here because this is a Red's uh, core group of people uh, outside of Granny. Anita, Anita, her mom. Yeah, yeah I guess because most of that wolf pack died, didn't they? Yeah, pretty much. And uh, Peter, uh, her her true love, who she killed <laughs> after oh, transforming. Right. Oh, but she didn't know she did that. Yeah. Anita, Granny tried to stop her. She did. She did. She did. But then she was horrified when she realized she'd done it. Well, yeah. Uh, as you do. But I, I love the pun, though, in that episode, Peter and the Wolf. Um, 
But, uh, you know, it, it, and this points out a very interesting thing about Red and something that I kind of miss about her character is that dual thing where she was Red Riding Hood and the wolf in the yeah. same character. Like you know, that, that was a nice little twist they put on there. I, I was also – I'm also kind of sad that we're probably never going to get to see – especially since Red's not in the show much anymore – get to see much of Anita again because that whole like wolf pack uh. idea – I thought it was really neat, and they could, they especially could with you know, with, with the Twilights and the Teen Wolves and the whatnot. Uh, they probably could have got a couple good episodes out of that, as far as like bringing in new people. Ooh, and then the place they put it was horrible. That was during what second half last season, where everything was a mess. Yeah, yeah, and it felt like they just put in all these filler episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, that's because they shouldn't have done it that way. Anyway, <laughs> Rip Anita, Rip Anita, Rip, rip Peter. some wolves, Rip Peter. Rip Red. Oh, no Rip Red. Rip Red until she – she's dead to us until she oh, comes back on the she, show. Well, she is dead to you. Fine. She's not <laughs> dead to me. She is unfortunately dead to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Did oh. you hear about that? Oh, yeah. There was a yes. huge uh, People were mean to her, so she quit Twitter. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Here. Yeah. People – people. Uh, the, these are actors. Yeah. You don't have to harass them so much. I mean even the writers. It's a show. I know we all love the show very, very and much. And we all want to harass them. But these these people make themselves very, very accessible. And when people Vulnerable. just jump down their throats over everything. I know. It's like it, 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 they're not going to be as accessible in the future <laughs> if people keep doing Sorry. that, you know. It, it's a... Uh, it's troubling to see just because I like how accessible they are and how, you know, we get episode titles tweeted we, out yeah. and everything all the time. And, you know, the they do, uh, you know, ask whoever mm-hmm. for like 20 minutes. And, and I mean, it, it's it's all fun to, you know, have a even a heated debate. That's fine. Right. But when you start like threatening people and or personally mean. insulting them and stuff right. like that, that's like, ah. Okay. Anyway, rant over. Rip Soapbox. <laughs> soapbox <laughs> will be back. Next up, we have some uh, some charming family members. Uh, we have Aww. Prince James, uh, the jerk, and uh, Ruth, his mom. Uh, what can you tell <gasps> us about Prince James? Oh, Prince James is a jerk. That's really yeah. – I mean he didn't need like try and kill a dra- – not a dragon, a giant. The giant. Uh, I thought it was – Oh, it was Jack. Jack died in that do we one. Have Jack and he, on here? Yeah, we do. We'll, we'll be getting to Jack. Okay. We'll be getting to Jack. But Sorry. Um, how, how did Prince James? Was it because he was fighting the dragon? Not the dragon, the giant. Hold on, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, let me go back. We're gonna research this. Um, but uh, you know, I can't remember how his mom died either. So you she might. She was old and sick. Oh, was it just old and sick? Yes. Okay. And remember, they went to the um to the lake, and it was all dried up. And but snow yeah, it was had the whole cursed. lady of the lake thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And her, she used mm-hmm. the magical watery whatever on snow so that she could have babies. Aha! Instead uh-huh. of healing herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do remember that now, and that was also the first appearance of Robin Hood. Although it's not the Robin Hood we have now. No, no, um, no, it wasn't. Uh, King Prince James. Before the curse, he was born. Man, somebody really takes their time on that. Um, he was traded to Rumpelstiltskin to save the family farm. Yeah, I do remember that because they, they were twins split yeah. up at birth. Yeah. And he went to live with the king uh-huh. and Charming stayed down on the farm. Charming stayed on the farm, yep. And, yeah, and then what was it? He was He was going to slay a dragon and he died trying. Or he died trying to do something. Hold on. And where so, the house, where's the death at? 
Much later on, the kingdom was in a spars with the behemoth, the sword fight to impress King Midas. After winning the match, the three come to enragement, where the prince can defeat a dragon, ravaging Midas's kingdom. Midas will mm-hmm. supply George's kingdom with the wealth using his golden hand, which turns any object into gold upon contact. After Midas departs, behemoth unexpectedly rises and stabs the prince through the torso, killing him. Wow, I really didn't remember any of this. <laughs> um, I remember there being a dragon involved. Oh, this event necessitates King George making an additional deal with Rumpelstiltskin. He trades the whereabouts of the fairy godmother to the wizard in exchange for the dead prince's twin, David, <laughs> to masquerade in his place. Excellent. That's fantastic. Yeah, and they, the fun thing is, is they he can pop up in any episode in mm-hmm. a flashback, and they don't have to pay any extra for the actor. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Rip Prince James. Rip Prince James. Rip Ruth. Rip Ruth. Thanks, Rip Ruth. Rip Ruth. Rip Ruth. Are you a puppy? Possibly. Okay. And uh, this one we really don't need to spend too much time on, but uh, Liam, Hook's brother. <laughs> uh, basic, basically, uh, we see him. He has a good relationship with his brother. Then he dies. Pretty much. He tries back. to heal. Or no, he was not believing in the magic. Uh, the, poison, the poison, the nightshade. He had the nightshade. And he like, cut himself with the nightshade right. uh, leaf. And then he died instantly. Pan shows Hook the fountain of youth thing. Right. And, but he dies on the way back. and Because you can't leave Neverland. Mm-hmm. And Hook is so upset that he becomes a pirate. Arr. Rip Liam. Rip the Liam. <laughs> okay, uh, next up we have Jack, who... Uh, yeah, we sort of just talked about Jack a little bit. We did, but uh, basically it was Jack, Jack the of Beanstalk. Jack and the Beanstalk fame. Except this time, Jack it's a Goyle. Girl. <laughs> this time, it's, it's a, a Goyle. Goyle. Uh <laughs> No, but uh, basically she teams up with uh, Prince James to uh, betray all of the giants. Basically. And Prince James basically leaves her to die. Mm-hmm. And actually the first time I believe we see her. She's a skeleton. She's a skeleton. Uh, the I, first... I think it was before her episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was we... Emma and Hook went going up to get the thing with yeah. the stuff. And didn't we go, I bet that's Jack. Yeah. Before yeah. it was ever well, I think it might have like been labeled as Jack, of... like like the the sword was oh, the sword. engraved with Jack or something like that. And we're like, Oh, so we'll get Jack and the Beanstalk sometime, maybe yeah. or maybe it was just a cute reference. And then she's a Goyle. Okay. Exactly. Rip Jack. Yeah. Let's move on. Rip Jack. Let's move on. Gaston. I do not remember anything about Gaston. Uh, he was in the Beauty and the Beast episode. Oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, he was kind of a... He doesn't even... He was, he was Bell's... He doesn't even have a wiki. Really? That's interesting. But Did he die? Luckily, I remember this one. He basically died, yeah. See? Basically versus actually. He got turned into a bouquet of roses. Okay, yeah, he died. Because, uh, you know, he was kind of, I think he was Belle's, like, boyfriend, kind of, like, half-serious boyfriend. Yeah, he doesn't When Rumple gonna... came and got Belle in the Beauty and the Beast episode, <clears throat> and then he shows up to be Gaston and save her, and Rumple just instantly turns him into a bouquet of roses, which he goes, and I believe he either gives them to her or has has her put them in a vase or something, something. like that. Well, we never the, hear from Gaston again. That's best. <clears throat> but Same. if but if he turned him into flowers and got put in water, the flowers should still be alive. Well, now All they're this not. Three hundred years later, <laughs> whatever. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Yeah. Um, but mean, I'm just saying, for, like we've never seen him in Storybrooke. I mean, it's always possible he got 
transformed back right. or something like that. But I, I'm assuming they're probably just going to let let it lie because I, I can't see them doing How a, would they even pull that in? Yeah, plus I can't see them doing like a love triangle with uh, Rumple and Belle and anybody else. I think they're pretty much... It's the two of them. Yeah. They've had enough trouble getting out. together. They've been a triangle with themselves because of Lacey. <laughs> Rip Gaston. Rip Gaston. Rip Gaston. Fairy Godmother. Fairy Godmother. This one you can probably fill us in on, eh? Totally. <laughs> we get to the wiki. <laughs> I saw her and I went, wait, she died? <laughs> yeah, we got we got a good two-minute scene with her, I believe. Oh, was that it? In the season. Yeah, because... Uh, Before she was killed, the Fairy Godmother... Oh, gave the whereabouts of Rumble Stiltskin. She it, helped King George. Yeah. Can you read it for the fine folks? <laughs> <laughs> they might they might be interested too. Or you can just follow along the wiki. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the sickness. Okay. Um let's see. Um on the night of the ball at Prince Thomas's place, the fairy godmother appears to Cinderella. She explains to Cinderella that she will turn her into a beautiful princess in order to take her to the ball and to her prince. However, just as fairy godmother is preparing to transform Cinderella, Rumpelstiltskin kills her and takes her wand. <laughs> Why don't I remember this? You don't you don't remember that at all? No. You need to rewatch Cinderella's, my friend. Cinderella Cinderella's is what I said. Yeah, you did. Rip Fairy Godmother. Yeah, Rip Fairy, Rip Fairy Godmother. Godmother. Okay, next up is uh, some some Franken family. Uh, Gerhardt and Alphonse. Uh, Gerhardt and Alphonse. And uh, I was actually surprised that we didn't hear anything from Hope. Yeah, Hope. Gerhardt. Quite you know, surprised. One of her favorite characters, right? Basically, uh, Fra- Dr. Frankenstein's brother, also basically the Frankenstein monster. True, true. Uh, and uh, he dies... Uh, and uh, yeah, he gets turned into Frankenstein, and then he ki- he kills his dad, and then While he gets being killed. Frankenstein-y. Yeah, and yeah. then he gets killed. So, uh, so death. fun. Uh, but actually, uh, we didn't get anything for Gerhardt, but we got something for the dad. Oh, Alphonse, we got something for Wynn. Alphonse. Yeah, from when? Do it up. A postmortem poem for Alphonse Frankenstein. A is for army and all martial arts. L is for love of your brave son Gerhardt. <laughs> P is for pain as his death you survived. H is for horror. You saw him revived. O is for offense at Victor's surprise. N is for nothing but hate in your eyes. S is for sudden death dealt to a father. E is for the for end in the land without color. Oh, I like it. That was wonderful, Win. That was beautiful. And I'm glad you're back to you know sending us things. Is yes. the busy season over? <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. But uh, thank you very much, Win, for that poem. And like I said, I'm going to try and put those all in the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Rip your heart. Rip your heart. Rip, Rip off arms. Medusa. Rip Medusa. Rip Medusa. Let's <laughs> keep moving. Uh, <laughs> Just keep that one going. Stealthy. What can you tell us about Stealthy, he the was, lost dwarf? He was very acrobatic. Yes. He could flip. Um, he basically... If, if, if the thing about him is, uh, you know, he, he was pretty good at hiding himself. I mean, if you he look at the stealthy. original Snow White story, you might not see him at all. Who's <laughs> uh, Stealthy? Uh-huh. Yeah, I believe Stealthy had come and gone before we had ever had an episode, so we never really got to talk Stealthy yeah. too much. Yeah, he was because he was the first season, and we didn't start this till the second season because mm-hmm. I thought you were crazy for watching a show about fairy tales. <laughs> and then and I, look at us now, <laughs> two seasons in doing. Specials. Actually, I had a Google Plus post from. Uh, 
I think it was a couple episodes in on the show before I had even started watching, mm-hmm. complaining about how this show was going to rip off fables and how I wasn't going to be watching and all this stuff. And someone like plus one did or something a couple weeks back. And I was like, isn't that crazy now late. that, yeah. you know, we're 60 episodes in on a podcast <laughs> about this show. Uh, and you were like, no, I'm not watching it. But Stealthy, stealthy. you look up while he do- I'm looking at Stealthy. Okay. I'm looking at him. There's not that much going on. He went – he was hatched from an egg fully grown. Really? We need those details? <laughs> um, that's how dwarves are here. But basically they were saving Snow White and you know, mm. storming the castle to rescue her and well, Stealthy was not so stealthy. Yeah. Stealthy got – Ninja dwarf no more. No more ninja dwarf. Okay. Uh, and we got a letter here about Stealthy uh, from Genevieve. Genevieve. I, I believe I, I know you colloquially by a nickname, Genevieve, uh, but I don't want to use it in case I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I, you put a little plug for something at the end of your letter here, so I wanted to just use the name that you have listed on that product. Uh, Stealthy, we hardly knew you. All my life, I thought there were only seven dwarfs. I can't be the only one who was surprised when I found out of your existence, only to be crushed minutes later when you passed <laughs> from the Enchanted Forest to the Nether Realm. I have no doubt you were destined for great things, breaking into castles, stealing from the rich to give to the poor, and perhaps even taking down the evil queen queen, or King George. Alas, you never even had a chance to meet the good Prince Charming. We wish you well, Stealthy. From now on, every time I watch Snow White, (laughs) I will be reminded that there's a missing dwarf. For us, however, you may be gone, but not forgotten. Genevieve. P.S. Unrelated. I wrote a book called Once Upon a Knit. A knitting book. A knitting book, yes, that was released last week. I don't know if knitting is one of the crafts Anne-Marie dabbles in, <laughs> but if so, I'd be happy to send you a copy for review. Uh, thanks for the fun podcast. Thank you, Genevieve. Uh, we'll have a link to her book. Yes. It looks like as fa- our fans might – our, our listeners might be interested in her book. Oh, totally. Uh, totally. Once Upon a Knit. It's on Amazon. We'll put a link in the show notes. And so I went cool. ahead and told her you'd be interested in a copy of the book. I too. would. I need new knitting needles and some, some yarn. I should go shopping. Yes. Rip stealthy. Rip stealthy. Rip stealthy. Rip shopping. Okay. (laughs) The biggest villain in the entire show that no one knows about is up next. Johanna. Oh, Mrs. Padmore. As 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 we know. Mrs. Padmore. Mrs. Padmore. (laughs) You've never Uh, been uh, you have seen one episode. I have seen one episode Downton Abbey now. Uh but just the one. (laughs) Just the one. Because you fell asleep. Um, but anyway, Johanna was uh, kind of Snow's uh, nanny, housemaiden type person, and I think she was. But she was in on everything with Cora. Personally, if you if you don't know this theory, I won't repeat it here. Go back to listen to our episode. Johanna did it. It's a big theory. I think it's going to bear th- fruit one of these days. And she fell <laughs> she uh, fell out of the clock tower, didn't uh, she? I'm pretty sure she was pushed. Hold on, or magically shoved. <laughs> I think she was magically shoved. Or was she? Did Cora give her Sorry. a piece of herself, and now Cora will come back as Johanna? Is Johanna's leads to Mary Margaret to the conclusion that the only way to stop Cora is to kill her before she harms any more people? Um, <laughs> Cor- yeah, but Cora, in an act of pure evil, throws Johanna to her death out of the clock tower face <laughs> and disappears as a heartbroken Mary G- Margaret dissolves into weeping. I'm going to edit the wiki and put in as a clever ruse. <laughs> Because I think Johanna did it. I it's weird. She has everything. she has two wikis. Most of these people that have mm-hmm. like a multiple personality thing were like two different characters. Like two, two subsections of the same wiki page. Right. But no, she has – she appears to have two. Her 
Well, Enchanted Forest, Johanna, and her storybook, Johanna. Johanna's the big bad. I'm calling it right now. But she's not green. Rip Johanna. Rip Johanna. Next up is Zozo, the old dark one. Zozo! <laughs> the old dark one who we saw killed when Rumple became the dark one. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a wiki either. <laughs> uh, he probably doesn't have much of one. Rip Zozo. Rip Zozo. 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 Oh, no, he does have one. Does he? Yeah, hold on. Let me see what this says. It probably he has... does not have a picture. It says Zozo's a character on Once Upon a Time. <laughs> Let's see. His last words to Rumple Skilton. My life was such a burden. You'll see. All magic comes with a price. And now it's yours to pay. All magic comes with a price, dearie. Ha-ha. See, that one you can do. I can. You can do that I, one. I'm, I'm very good with that impression. Stop with the rest of them. <laughs> But, uh, much yeah, and he was killed uh, when Rumple stabbed him with the dagger, I'd imagine, yep. probably. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what, I mean, hello. Ripsoso. Ripsoso. Blind witch. Blind witch. The one what told Rumple, uh, wasn't that the one? No, okay. that's not. That's why I was confused, because there's the seer and the blind witch. Yeah, there. So would you like the seer or the blind witch? I think I skipped the seer. Why'd you skip the seer? I don't know. Okay, we'll combine these into, into one. <laughs> We're gonna the combine. seer and the blind witch, the weird <laughs> mystical people who advised Rumple to be a coward, uh, basically. Um, yeah. So rip creepy mystical people. I want to see the. I don't even know who the blind witch is. Hold on. Oh no, the blind witch is the Hansel and Gretel. I smell. Oh, I smell dinner. That yes. says her line. There we go. And you can imagine how she died. We still. We. I wonder if they're ever going to show Hansel and Gretel again. They need to ever. But now they'd be like teenagers or something. Maybe. They'd have to be as old as Henry because uh, Oh, the actors. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. They're not coming back then. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Or they'll get recast by similar looking children. Anyway. Rip Blind Witch. Rip Blind Witch. <laughs> okay. The entire population of giants minus tiny. <laughs> uh Kill, killed when uh, King George's uh, soldiers invaded. Trying to get some beans. Uh, with the help of James. Yeah. Rip all the other giants. Rip all the other giants. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, that one village where Regina killed everybody. Oh, oh <laughs> Remember the village. That? Yes. Remember that? Yes. It, it's tragic. You, you know, any, anytime. literally put that. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, any, anytime I try to, I, I get a fond feeling for Regina in my gut. She kills an entire village. I think about that one village Regina killed. I mean, that was like 100 people. Yeah. They were all just like in a pile. And she just did it to get under Snow's skin. Skin, yeah. Ew. Rip that one village where Regina killed everybody. <laughs> and finally. The get, long get your magic juice get out. Get your juices. The juices we're, are we're flowing. Gonna, we're going we're gonna to pour, pour one out, out for, for Gus Gus. Gus. Rip Gus Gus. The best man we hardly knew. Billy the tow truck driver. Billy the tow truck driver. Was, I believe, bisected, correct? Yeah. Yeah. The belly. Found in a dumpster or something. Well, part of him was there. <laughs> the other part was on the ground, I R- think. Rip Gus Gus. Rip Gus Gus. And we'll close out with uh, four Gus Gus, one more haiku from Lee. Who tows anymore? Let's pour one out for Gus Gus, our favorite mouse. Oh, that was good. That was good. It was. That was that In was a good perfect. way to end, too, I think. It was beautiful. Rip Gus Gus. <sighs> Gus Gus. It's not going to end, people. I'm still going to. We're still going to talk about this. Gus was Gus. this was such a downer of an this episode. Let's and, talk about something happy. Okay, uh, like I don't know a sponsor. Yeah. Okay. 
That would be cool. Uh, cool. This week's episode, I as uh, as is usual, is brought to you by Audible.com. And uh, for you, the listeners of Greetings from Storybook Podcast, Audible is offering <laughs> a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Since you laughed at me, why don't you tell people what audio what what are the products Audible offers? They offer audiobooks. How can you consume these audiobooks <laughs> that they offer? You can get them on your iPhone, your Zoom, your telephoto lens. You can get them on the computer, your Kindle. You can get them everywhere. Smoke signals. And they also have a really uh, nice feature where if you buy a book on Amazon and then buy the audiobook on Audible, you can go back and forth between them and it'll sync up. <gasps> That's so you cool. Can, yeah, you so learned you can, that this week, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, you can leave off in one place or leave off on the audiobook, then come back to the regular book and go back and forth. You know, listen to the audiobook while you're working out, taking care of your yard, uh, building a popsicle castle, <gasps> a popsicle stick castle. That. I have popsicles. And then when you're like lounging around in bed, pick up your Kindle. Read. Get right back to the book. That's now, cool. as always, we like to uh, give some recommendations. Uh, my recommendation this week is a book called The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. I just finished this book uh, this past week. Uh, really, really good book. Uh, th- the basic premise of it is, and uh, you get this in the first chapter, there's this circus, this black and white circus. You know, their color motif is black and white. And they'll just show up in your town in the middle of the night and uh, set up shop, and then they're only open at, at night as well. Oh. And it's this weird nebulous, you know, conflagration of tents that cross dimensions. And uh, basically, it's a venue for two young magicians to uh, compete and prove their mentors' points. And it, it really good book, a lot of really strong description. The characters uh, were a little, like, hit and miss, and I, I thought they'd completely botched it right at the end until the, like, kind of epilogue last chapter. But the descriptions of food in this book alone, I, I, I'm not sure who they have reading the audiobook, but you'll love the descriptions of food in this book. Uh, you know, my mouth was watering the entire time. I could taste the food as I was reading the description. Nice. But really good book, uh, The Night Circus by Arid Morgenstern. We'll have uh, links in our show notes, obviously. And uh, Amory, you want to give us uh, – we got a listener uh, sent We got a listener a, recommendation. recommendation. It's from Michael Lucero. It's The Snow Child by – Eowyn Ivy? Eowyn? Ewan? Eowyn, I think. Eowyn? Okay. There's no A's. Um, Ivy. Here's what he says. It's a great novel based on a Russian fairy tale, so I thought it would be appropriate for one's fans. In the book, a couple moves to Alaska to start a new life in the wake of personal tragedies. One night, they build a snowman, or a snow girl (laughs) more precisely, who the next morning seems to have come to life. Throughout the story, it remains unclear whether or not the girl's in some way magical or simply a child in the woods who lost her parents. It's one of the best novels I've read in a while. That sounds really good, actually. That sounds really, really good. Sorry, I giggled yeah. at the snowman. If I would you like to build, build a snowman, snowman? Uh, I, I live in Arendelle because my <laughs> daughter and my son will not stop. They reenact Let It Go on mm. an hourly basis. Which is fine. Which is fine. It's which is great. But oh my gosh, I live in Arendelle. Anyway. 
But the thank Snow you, Child. Michael Lucero. Yeah, thanks, Snow Michael. Child. Snow Child by Eowyn Ivy. Like I said, the links for both of those on Audible will be up on our show notes. And to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash storybrook for your free audiobook. Uh, thanks, Audible, again Thank for you, sponsoring this Audible, week's episode you rock. of Greetings from Storybrook. And now, on to the news. News. Okay, first up, we have a new promo here. And Emery just got it in I didn't headphones. know you were playing it. I thought something <laughs> but broke. We see, oh, sorry. Uh, here, I'll start it over again. Some some interesting stuff here. Uh, we get uh, people back in fairy tale land. We get the Wicked Witch uh, walking into Storybrook. Flying monkeys. Flying monkeys. Lots of yellow brick roll road. Uh, <laughs> some dark one action. And uh, it appears that uh, – I, I, oh, I just saw the hand of a tree. Awesome. Which is really cool. And the, the makeup uh, on the Wicked Witch looks a bit better a in this bit. than it did in, in the early previews. It's still not great, though. Yeah, it still seems a little washed out. Like, you can kind of see her skin through it still. I know, which means they're up to something because mm-hmm. they wouldn't make it that bad, you know, by yeah. accident. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it sh- should be interesting uh, nonetheless. And uh, we have, what, like three weeks now until we come back? That's it? Yeah, something like that. I, I, I only say that like that because I leave for a conference the next day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or that- like the day after we record. Excellent. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. It'll be fun. It'll be good. It'll be good. We it'll should be record while I'm on the plane. I, and uh, you know who? what else uh, we can expect uh, this season? Flying is, Monkeys? Uh, uh, well, Flying Monkeys, of course, but Glenda the Good Witch. Hey, Glenda! Whom they've cast. Hey. Uh, an actress named uh, Sunny Mabry uh, has landed the role of the Good Witch uh, of the South. Uh, e! News confirms. Uh, we're reading this from E! News, obviously. Obviously. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be the classic Glenda, okay. uh, a, a, as you would expect, um, you know, just kind and bubbly. Uh, at least uh, that's what they're saying. All right. Show of hands. How many people clicked on this article the first time and thought they were looking at a picture of Jennifer Morrison? Or is it just me? She does look a she little She looks Jennifer exactly Morrison-y. like Jennifer Morrison. And uh, let's see. She was in Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see. What... Uh, that's what you want to. I-, I thought she might have been lost. Um... Probably. They've all been on <laughs> But she hasn't been. She hasn't been? No, which is interesting. Yeah, maybe she was um, up for a role. She's been on CSI Miami a lot. <laughs> By a lot, I mean once. But uh, it should be interesting. Don't should know a good. lot of her work, but uh, she looks She looks like she could handle the part. Plus, she looks quite a bit like uh, uh, Rebecca Mater. Yeah. Uh, in since Glenda and – Yeah, they're supposed to be sisters, I believe. So that makes sense. And, she doesn't uh, look very nice in this picture, though. She looks kind of cool. And we also got a. Uh, <laughs> first... gonna, you're like, I'm just going to ignore that. <laughs> Keep moving on. Keep it, Keep moving. Moving on. Keep it moving. First look uh, at Rapunzel. Yeah, we got our first look at Rapunzel. They they released a promo picture of Alexandra Metz as Rapunzel. They've also been saying a lot about um, how her story and Prince Charming are going to be intertwined. Yeah, because Prince Charming. He's right there in the picture, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of reminds me of Prince Charming from the Fables comic book series, because in the Fables comic book series, every Prince Charming from every fa- fairy tale was the same guy and he just uh, he, he got around, <laughs> more or less. Except for, I think, the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Well, it's the Beast because that yeah. wasn't Prince Charming. Yeah, this is true. <clears throat> this is true. But- I do like that they point out we're not doing Tangled. We're doing our own spin on the character. Mm-hmm. So, uh, something I thought went- was interesting about this picture, something I wasn't expecting, Rapunzel, yeah. really long hair. 
I did not know that about the character. <laughs> and I'm being completely sarcastic right now. Right. Uh, but, I, you know, all of these links, as always, are going to be up at our show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. We have a couple more stories couple here. More. Couple uh, more. We, there's an official half-season description that ABC point, uh, put out. Uh, just a couple things uh, we thought we should point out. Do you want to or should I? I can point them out. Okay. Okay. A, no one remembers how they were transported back or to the pa- or the past year that they spent back in fairytale land. Mm-hmm. So none of them have any idea. Which makes this all even more confusing. Yeah, because plus uh, they, the key point there, I think, is how they were transported back, which means that Storybrooke is back in Maine. Or, they were uh, transported back or the past – they had spent uh, – Yeah, so they spend a year in fairytale land somehow. And then they go back and then it to comes Storybrooke. Back. <gasps> yeah. Oh. So, yeah, that's interesting, right? Well, we knew they were going back to Storybrooke. We, we knew it's that Story- in every promotion. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be Storybrooke was transformed there. Like we see oh. the shot of them in the field and after being transported and then they flip the camera around and there's an <laughs> idyllic main town. Nice. Uh, but in the, then there was one more point here. If you um, the other point is, but someone in town is responsible for the curse and all the clues point to the Wicked Witch of the West, whose agenda in our world is a mystery. In an attempt to break the curse, new fairy fairy tale characters will be revealed and an old acquaintance and old acquaintances will be revisited no, but not everyone can be trusted yeah so uh, um, none of them can be trusted mm, no one i trust ever. no one not even snow Wait, especially no. not snow yeah uh but yeah yeah another thing is it appears that however they've come back uh it's a curse it's a new it's curse. Another curse and part of the curse is they can't remember what happened back in fairy tale land which is it's an era- so weird, though, that they have all these like chunks of life that they don't remember. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, but it, it's weird because it feel it feels almost like they're playing jazz over the original concept <laughs> a little bit, you know, just kind of like making a couple little variations to change it up a little bit. Because that's you know them being transported to our world under a curse and everything is is a uh, there's more to very it. Very similar. Oh yeah, I'm sure there is. And something I also thought was interesting was the old acquaintances will be revisited. I wonder if we'll see any characters. Characters return who might dead have been dead. dead or transformed or whatever. Dead is dead until it's not. Dead is dead unless you're the dark one and his daddy. Dead is dead unless until they bring you back <laughs> somehow. Dead is dead uh, if you're filming Fifty Shades of Grey. This is true. <laughs> He's not coming back. But actually, was he dead? Oh, no, that because that was Graham, right? Yeah. I, I, for a second, I was thinking it was the Mad Hatter who was in Fifty Shades. Uh, <laughs> Don't excite hope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, speaking of hope, uh, oh, I guess yeah. we'll mention it here. Uh, this weekend, we're going to be on a uh, on her like half-season doing... roundtable-y kind of yep. thing on her podcast. I can't remember the link for it, but watch our Facebook and our Twitter and all that, and uh, we'll post a link to it when it's out. I don't know. Maybe we'll see if we can and she'll let us post it as a spe- as an episode of our podcast. Dear well. Hope, can we post this as an episode of ours? Thanks. Signed us. Rip Hope. Wait, no! no. <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. I got in a pattern. I got in a pattern. <laughs> come back, come back to me. Come back to me. <laughs> okay, and uh, I'm pouring like, the magic juice on you. You'll be fine. Like we said, we have a, a there's a really detailed Q and A with Adam and Eddie where they do mention dead is dead. Although I never really believe that. Uh, you can I, never believe the I'm a D, Well, I'm a DC Comics fan. They've been saying dead is dead for years, and you know what happens every year without fail? Somebody's they kill a character at the beginning of the year, do like a six issue miniseries with their replacement then bring them back by the end of the year uh, and they also released actually good promo pictures they're good promo pictures but they're not very new 
Are yeah. these really like newly released? Yeah, they yeah they are because I mean Henry looks older it, for sure. Uh, I obviously didn't yeah, pay attention to him. They, they're all in the same uh, motif, same kind of costumes and everything. Rumple nose, gold that skin. Much older though. Makes an appearance. Uh, actually, no, I think he this might be a there's slightly no gold skin. No, there's a rumple no gold skin. Oh no, bottom. gold skin. Yeah. I thought you said rumple gold. Skin. I was like, what? yeah, but he's kind of in the leathery suit again, but with the regular skin. Uh, Though so. I do have to say, Neil, what's up with the uh, Mister Rogers sweater? <laughs> I'm looking, and it's very Mister Rogers. Yeah, it is a cardigan. It's a definite it's, cardigan. It's a very cardigan. Okay, so wait. He is the only one other than Henry and Emma mm-hmm. not in fairy tale garb, or is that just his fairy tale garb? Well, I, th- I, I th- it could be a situation too where that actor we've never seen in fairy tale garb, so they're maybe they're saving that reveal. That's true. Well, so. he, and he has two different outfits, and they don't mm-hmm. all have two different outfits. Hook has two different outfits. I said they don't all all <laughs> William. Um, Did him. But anyway, Ooh, yes, he changes his shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, he has a different coat. Okay, but uh, yeah, a lot of good promo picks here for you to check out. And uh, let's see here. Uh, hmm, it says get rid of, rid of JG because <laughs> did you not edit that out? I, I, I didn't edit that out. <laughs> But uh, now I guess we'll move on to our listener feedback. We don't have a ton this week because we cleared most of it last time. We tried at least, yes. But, you know, obviously, uh, as we lead up into the next episode, definitely keep f- feel free to keep sending us in yes, all of your thoughts and theories about uh, what's coming up in the second half of the season. And any news, too. A lot of like a lot of these news stories are stuff that people, people tweeted at us, us yeah. or put on our Facebook or whatever, including, you know, Wu, uh, Bobby Hawks, a couple other people. Uh, definitely. Thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you for helping with our research. Yeah, if you want to help or if you just want to give us your thoughts, you can email us. Greetings from Storybrook at gmail.com you can get us on twitter at gf storybrook uh facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from storybrook that's kind of like the basic the main hub for us or you can leave us a voicemail sorry i didn't realize you were going to elaborate no that's fine uh 424-274-2352 is the voicemail number and i don't know now that's why we I always play say. the voicemails right we try to play the voicemails. We always try to play the voicemails. We missed one last week from Hope, which I, I apologized profusely on Twitter. <laughs> Basically what happened is she sent me an MP3 attachment and generally all the voicemails show up as like a from Google Voice thing in the email. So I, I skipped over it. <laughs> uh, but we're going to play that uh, right now and then we'll be right back to discuss it. Hey guys, Hope here. Um, I'm about halfway through your Lucy Goosey episode about the mid half season thing. But I reached a point that I just cannot stay silent about. Um, I think it was JG that said that he just couldn't like hook because he was the guy that stole Mila away. And I, I rarely will call people on, on how they feel and their thoughts about their char- characters because everybody's entitled to their own beliefs. But this is just a point that has always just, just made me so mad when I hear this argument. Because a lot of times when people talk about Mila, they either talk about her almost as if she's an object. She either belongs to Rumpel or she belongs to Killian. And you see it all the time in the fandom. But the part that makes me so mad is I never consider Mila's choices in this matter. She chose to leave Rumpelstiltskin. You have to look at it in a way of, you know, Rumpel destroyed their social standing. 
you know, they were already pretty bottom of the totem pole when he went off to war. Because the whole point of him going off to war, he was going to make a new name for himself, be a hero, and they'd be able to rise in their social standings. And when he made the cowardly act of hurting himself, he just threw it all away. Thank you, Hope. Yeah, and uh, there's actually some more to that. We're going to run the whole thing at the end of the episode. Uh, But uh, basically, Hope, Hope, your point, if I got it right, was that uh, people... uh, Mila did it on her own. She's not a piece of meat. Yeah, exactly. Which I completely agree with. I do think, right. you know, maybe her reasons for doing it weren't that great. But I mean, yeah. I, I don't think that, you know, takes, uh, I don't know, authority away from the character at all. I think that just means she made a bad choice, which almost every character on this show has made a lot of bad choices. I, just, of- I, I, think, I think it was a little eh, just because, you know, the reasons why he left the war and he told her that it was basically because he knew his son wouldn't have a father. Right. And she was just so worried about what other people thought right. that uh, she she – was willing she just grew to resent him and stuff but she let herself resent him yeah she's not completely innocent but she's she's not no piece of meat either right and uh thank you very much hope for that and like i said we'll play the full thing at the end of the episode uh now the next one i just want to mention briefly uh mystery cat 25 uh kate wrote us in this great really detailed long letter um, right at right back in December, like December seventeenth, nice. and I I just kept putting it off. Putting I was gonna it say, off weren't to you c- supposed to respond to it? No, I don't think I was supposed to respond to it. I think we were gonna put an excerpt in the show, oh. and I just kept putting it off and putting it off, and it's gotten to this late date, almost two months later, and so I put it up as a blog post. Uh, so if you go to the website, greetingsfromstorybrook.com, letter from mystery, or uh, I believe it's. Le- says letter from Kate. Uh, but it's a really uh, detailed uh, letter, uh, you know, just talking about the finale and how she felt about it and everything. So definitely go check it out. It's really, really good. Uh, and sorry it took us so long to get it out there somewhere. Uh, it, we'll do better next time. All right. You want to close this off it. with the letter from Michael? All right. All right. Here's from Michael. <clears throat> I like your theory of Rumple being the wizard. I think most people think it's Frankenstein since there were so many Oz references mm-hmm. in his revelation episode and since he was called the wizard so often and even uh, came from a black and white world that would work pretty well too but i like the idea of rumple especially if his sacrifice means he no longer has magic the wizard of oz is supposed to be a humbug who everyone thinks is magical but in reality only uses tricks a charlatan um, Rumple is a trickster of sorts, so he could easily um, imagine the people of Oz saying, we've heard of you. You are the dark one. You have magic. And him feeling <laughs> he has to pretend to still have his powers in order to survive since people fear slash hate him so I really much. like that I as a justification yeah, for sure. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> he could even use the old dark one voice in his roles. Was it? <laughs> um, Pay no attention to the men behind the curtain. Ha ha. It's really – that's kind of perfect. <laughs> um, but how But how would that happen? When he killed himself, did he somehow end up in Oz with the others, went back to Storybrooke? Not sure about that one. Oh, well, I like the theory and just wanted to contribute my own <laughs> thoughts to it. Take care. Also, I'll give the half season 17 random strangers with prosthetic appendages out of 23. I'll even <laughs> throw in a few half-used guy liners for good measure. <laughs> Nice. Uh, th- and thank you very much. That thank was, you, Michael. As we mentioned, that was from Michael Lucero. Uh, constant, constant writer in her. I love it. 
writer inner. Writer inner. That, that's, that's the proper, proper term. Writer inners. Um, so, love the writer inners. But that's it. That's it for the feedback this week. As mentioned, uh, you can uh, write email us greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail dot com. Twitter at GS Storybrook, Facebook, uh, which, you know, we update all the time and everything, facebook.com totally. slash greetings from Storybrook, and the voicemail number, 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, now, let's see here. I'm not sure exactly when we'll be back. We might be back with that episode that from episode Hope. That episode from Hope. Uh, if not, we're definitely going to be doing at least a spoiler party. There has if not, to be a spoiler party, I th- right? I, I think really we should try and get a commentary or two in because we always promise that and we never do We've it. Been pro- we have done one commentary in two years. I know. And it's one of our most downloaded episodes Which too. So we really should be doing it. Because we also got a lot of negative feedback on it. We <laughs> were like, I don't understand what's going on. Dear people, turn on your Netflix when we tell you to turn on your Netflix. But, uh, you know, if nothing else, we'll definitely be back for a big old spoiler party. Of course. Uh, before the season starts. Uh, but, uh, Emery, where can people find you on the uh, online? You can find me on the Twitters at AMD Simone. Mm-hmm. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at Bill Meeks. Uh, Google Plus is google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And uh, I, as I mentioned up at the top of the show, I write uh, books about superheroes, uh, dogboyadventures.com. And, uh, you know, we miss you guys. We miss seeing you guys, talking to you guys. And Totes. we're going to be back uh, twice a week, uh, at least for five weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very shortly. Oh, I just got tired. <laughs> uh, Man, but, that, was, that was exhausting before I had like a full-time job. Yeah, imagine now. it's going to be interesting. Right? This is the first one after a full day's work. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like... Well, at least that one's on set. The Wonderland episodes are on Saturday, right? So. We at least have that. I'm all yeah. yeah. Anyway, personal problems. All right, so <laughs> hashtag uh, first world problems. I uh, guess until next time. <laughs> greetings from, from Storybrook. First world problems. First world problems. First world problems. Recording two podcasts in the same week. Hey guys, Hope here. Um, I'm about halfway through your Lucy Goosey episode about the mid-half-season thing, but I reached a point that I just cannot stay silent about. It's a point that just really, absolutely just infuriates me whenever I hear this argument. Um, I think it was JG that said that he just couldn't like Hook because he was the guy that stole Mila away. And I, I rarely will call people on, on how they feel and their thoughts about their char- characters because everybody's entitled to their own beliefs. But this is just a point that has always just, just made me so mad when I hear this argument. Because a lot of times when people talk about Mila, they either talk about her almost as if she's an object. She either belongs to Rumpel or she belongs to Killian. And you see it all the time in the fandom. But the part that makes me so mad is I never consider Mila's choices in this matter. She chose to leave Rumpelstiltskin. You have to look at it in a way of, you know, Rumpel destroyed their social standing. You know, they were already pretty bottom of the totem pole when he went off to war, because the whole point of him going off to war, he was going to make a new name for himself, be a hero, and they'd be able to rise in their social standings. And when he made the cowardly act of hurting himself, he just threw it all away and just threw away their their entire lives. And she was so upset with him. But the thing is, she didn't choose to leave until Balefire was of age. 
you know, or getting close to other age. He he was only a couple of years out from that. So yeah, there he was still a kid by our standings, but in the Enchanted Forest world, he was still he was close to becoming an adult in their standings. And by that time, it was probably expected of Balefire to go out on his own anyway and move out and make out his own way in the world and make a name for himself. So he wait, she waited, what, like 10 years and lived in this unhappy marriage for 10 years at least before she chose to leave. And, and I always get so mad at this. And I, I like a big personal connection I have with this entire storyline. And I don't care if you leave this in. Because it's something that I'm not ashamed of, and I, I'm so, it's something that I think fuels my argument, is I see my own mother a lot in Mila. Because th- nothing negative against my parents, because I love my mom and my dad, and they're both great people, but they just were not right for each other. They, they weren't in a happy marriage, and they weren't right for each other. And so when my mom chose to leave, I had the same reaction as Belfire had to Killian. You know, he was upset and he was angry. And so the first time I met the guy, like my mom's first boyfriend after the divorce, I was so mad because I was like, you're the guy who broke up my family. How dare you? And I didn't even give the guy a chance. And this guy was so nice and he tried so hard to get to know me and he wanted to be in my life. Like he, he came to my plays and he, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. He, he was just a great guy, but he ended up dying in a car accident. And I, I realized that over time, if I had given him a chance, he would have been someone I really loved. And I kind of feel that way about Belfire and Killian. I, I think in time, if and we kind of see that when, when Emma's not in the picture, Neil and Killian actually really get along together. And that they, we can see where they might actually be friends in the future. And so, so that argument makes me so mad because Mila chose to leave. She chose happiness. And God forbid she choose love. She, you know, made the strong choice to walk away from an unhappy relationship. And that's a hard choice to make for anyone. And it's a choice that should be celebrated that she chose love over unhappiness. After staying in this for 10 years at least, and it just makes me furious when people say that Killian stole her. She chose to find love. And, and Killian even says they talked about several times going back for Bellfire. But probably by this time, Rumpelstiltskin was probably the dark one. How are you supposed to get a, your child away from the dark one? It's not an easy task. You know, they probably would have to come up with this huge elaborate plan. And then probably the events of the crocodile happened. And they just never got the chance to go back. And, and Mila regretted leaving her son behind. She wished she kept him. And that was probably her only flaw is that she didn't take Belfire with her. And so it just, when I hear that argument about Killian being the bad guy because he stole someone's wife, he didn't steal anything. She chose to go with him. And she made her own choice as a woman and not as an object that Killian or Rumpel can claim. So, yeah, that's my argument. And that's why it makes me so mad when I hear that. But I do love the episode. I love you guys. Um, I'm sorry this is longer than I thought. And yeah, keep up the good work. Can't wait to hear more from you guys. Bye.